0: Well, so good to be with you guys, and uh, just we're gonna spend a little time, kind of like we did last week, I think, in a in a dialogue here, and just what's been stirring our heart as we've been with the staff and some of the things that the Lord has put in my heart. I woke up uh, just the other day and and just felt this understanding of our that we are overcomers. We're more than overcomers. We're we there's a position that we're to take in our, in our understanding and our knowledge of the Lord. And, and I would call it positional warfare, uh, that when we step in, when we take that position in this world, which we're not of this world, we're in this world, but when we do that, uh, this is where we begin to see God fight our battles, and it goes beyond our mm-hmm. own ability, and, and our, we can try to do things on our own, and, uh, and in these times when there's a lot of chaos, we can try to protect our, you know, what we have and and fight through these things, or we can begin to understand who we are in Christ. And and in that, He begins to fight, the Lord begins to fight our battles for us. That's and, good. and there's something I just feel like we need to understand in this time. We talked about peace last week, yeah. and, and having that peace, and operating out of that peace. And I just want to I kind of want to continue in this with Marcus and I as we, as we talk this evening, just for a short amount of time. So um, if you would, grab your Bibles. We're going to just run, in, run through some scriptures and, yeah. and have fun with this, right? Amen. Amen. Uh, so let's dive. We'll just dive in. I just, I'll start here in Second Chronicles 20. We've been in this with uh, uh, Jehoshaphat, and um, man, it's a, such a, an amazing story. I would encourage you go through this story. Spend some time in this story, because there's so much in here that we need to understand. We've been talking about, it's that, you know, where Jehoshaphat says, I don't know what to do. We don't know what to do, but our eyes are on you. We've been in that, under, with that kind of mindset of, God, we don't know what to do, but our eyes are on you. We're going to keep steadfast trusting in you in these times. And, uh, But I want to take you to this part, where in uh, verse 17, it says this, uh, it says you will not have to fight this battle. Take up your positions, stand firm, and see the deliverance the Lord will give you. Uh, and this is this position that we take. It's, a, it's positional warfare that we actually stand firm in this, um, and, and God begins to fight the battle. Now, I want you to see this. So right after that, what does Jehoshaphat do? He actually sets up Uh, He points men to sing to the Lord and to praise Him. And catch this, not because He's going to fight the battle and, and save them and protect them, but it says this, and this is in verse 21, it says, "...and to praise Him for the splendor of His holiness as they went out ahead of the army." Saying, "Give thanks to the Lord for His love endures forever." Mm. So it is this worship to the Lord, and I think I think the first point just to make here is that positional warfare, standing firm, is a position of worship to God. It's a position yeah. of 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 beginning to understand who God is, and in that, worshiping Him for who He is. Right. And uh, there's yeah. You want to say anything? To no, that? no, no. Go. go okay, on. To, I'll keep going others, here. Yeah. Um, so, let me say that. Um, well, right after that, it says they began to sing and they began to praise, and then the Lord sets the ambush and He actually takes out the army. And this was a massive army that was going to take out Jehoshaphat and Judah, and and, uh, and here they do. They they listen to the Lord. They stand firm, and the Lord begins to fight their battle and. Uh, let me take you to Ephesians 6, and, and I think we'll see here, mm-hmm. this is us now. That was Old Covenant, New Covenant. Now it's all about Jesus. It's, it's this, uh, before it was standing firm in the Lord God, but now he sends Jesus, who's the mediator, who's the one now mm-hmm. that brings us into relationship with the Father, and it's, we're even in a greater position now of standing firm. So in, in Ephesians, uh, it's so cool, this, it's Ephesians 6, And it says, finally, be strong in the Lord and in His mighty power. It's not be strong in our own abilities in what we try to figure out and try to make happen on a daily basis. Our strength comes actually from the Lord and His mighty power. It's the power of the Holy Spirit, the same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead who Mm -hmm. dwells on the inside of us. This is now the power that we operate in. And then it says... um, it says, put on the full armor of God, and we'll talk to that a little bit. Uh, And then it says, so that you may take your stand against the devil's schemes. Uh, This is the point I want to make here. He doesn't say so that you can go out and attack the enemy and go fight the enemy. What he says is so that you can take your stand, so that you can stand firm against the enemy's schemes. Uh, Because... There, you see these the, the warfare that we that we fight the uh, the armor that we put on, uh, it's defensive armor. Even the sword of the spirit, it's not like some people think it's this big sword. But that sword that they're talking about, it's like a dagger sword, mm-hmm. and it's it's more of it's defensive armor where the Lord actually fights our battle. We put on Jesus. And you, you see this in all of these aspects. You see the belt of truth. You see the breastplate of righteousness. You see all this stuff that we're supposed to put on the helmet of salvation. It's all Jesus. Mm. We put on Christ. He is now our how we stand firm. He's our armor, and we actually fight through him. Uh, and Marcus, you were going to talk to that, I know, a little bit, the, the last part there. Uh,
1: yeah. when When Mike was talking about standing firm in Jesus and putting on Jesus, I was, um, one, I was encouraged that we get the challenge of memorizing Psalm 91. I tried to start that a little bit, and I realized that I wasn't, you know, Fourteen or twelve, and could like memorize something really fast. But I'm I'm working through it line by line. It's, and it's I'll say hum- I'm right there with you. <laughs> I, I put the challenge out, and then I was like,
0: "Oh no, it's a little <laughs> this humbling." <is> easy, <laughs> it's a little humbling, but yeah, it is.
1: But I was in that this morning, and and Psalm ninety-one, it is about putting on Jesus. It's about running to Jesus mm-hmm. and abiding in Him. It's choosing. To dwell in the secret place, and then in that dwelling we abide in the shadow of the Almighty. And this idea of God's shadow, God's covering, that His wings are protecting me, was just ministering to me yesterday and today. Uh, there's a there's a verse in Ezekiel 17, and I'm not gonna we're not gonna turn there, but just in the last. Part of Ezekiel 17, it's a prophecy about Jesus. And it says that he's this tender uh, little shoot that's going to be planted, but he's going to grow to this large cedar tree. And that the nations of the earth, they're going to find shelter, they're going to find shade in him. And in that, they're going to find uh, sustenance, they're going to find food, they're going to find basically life, life more abundantly. And It was just such a good mental picture, and I was finding myself in prayer, running under that shade. You know, Jesus, when it talks about those wings, He says a few times in the Gospels, He looks to Jerusalem and He says, Jerusalem, how I longed to gather you under my wings like a hen gathers her chicks, but you were unwilling to come to me. Mm. And those words, unwilling to come to me, have been kind of messing with me. Am I willing in all things, to come to Jesus in this season. And am I actually doing that? Am I coming to him? Or am I just saying that I'm coming to him? Am I having the past memory of when I came to him in another season? No, we need to be running to him. It it was that encouragement that Corey gave us on Sunday. It's get oil in this season. The Lord has dialed us all down. He's given us a little bit more time. Now let's use that time to get oil and run into Jesus. It's what Mike is saying in uh, Ephesians chapter 6 here, put on Jesus. Take that helmet of salvation, think about the salvation you've been given, and I just want to encourage you some practical ways. We were just talking before this, and we were going, how do we make this practical? When I think in my life, well, when I think of Marcus, how are you going to make this practical for me personally? I consistently run back to Matthew 5, Matthew 6, and Matthew 7, and I let Jesus' teachings kind of evaluate my life. Am I doing these things? Am I fasting? Am I praying? Mm -hmm. Am I setting my mind on the Word of God? Am I forgiving my enemies right now? That bitterness can get in there and just like, ugh, work terrible things in your heart. (laughs) Yeah. So anyway,
0: that's just some of my thoughts as we go That's so good. And I think it comes back to that place of humility again. It's that Mm -hmm. we've been talking about humility, and just as you said that, like it just... There is something... We have to rely on Him completely and totally. There is that that humility is that place of complete dependence upon the Lord. And so the moment that we go, okay, we've got it now, we've got it figured out it's kind of watch out, right? right? Um, so it's that continual, it's like the uh, Romans 12, 2, which talks about, you know, don't conform to the pattern of this world, but but uh, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That word is that, that mm. present progressive, it's that constant renewing of our mind. And so I think what Mark sa- is saying is so important, that Matthew 5, 6, 7, we're constantly renewing our mind, we're constantly doing a check. There's a... Um, as I talk to people, it's it, I, I'll have people tell me things that like, well, this is what I'm feeling, and, and uh, you know I'm uh, I feel like th- there's I'm really concerned about this, or I've got uh, you know I don't know if I'm going to have my job next week, or man, I just don't know if if we're what's going to happen with our house, or um, and I and I want to just say to us, and I know it's it's easy to say it, it's harder to live it, but boy. If we could get this down, that we kind of check every thought at the door, yep. and we say, God, is that your thought? Are you the one that's telling me that I need to worry right now and, and be, mm. be concerned about possibly losing uh, my job or losing the house or not having enough food yeah. or, um, or whatever the case may be? Or, man, the 401K is really struggling right now. We've lost so much, and yeah. I don't know what we're going to do. Are those thoughts that the Lord is actually giving you? And Mm. if they're not, which I think we know the answer to those things, but in the moment, (laughs) it's like we almost take those things on and just feed them anyway. And and I was talking with and we all do this. Like we we all do this. No, we we do this. Yeah, totally. Like, and we have to sometimes catch each other in this. Like, hey, where are your thoughts? We're talking with Pastor Andrew, and it's like um, we. There's something about catching those thoughts, taking them captive. and uh, making them obedient to Christ, and and if we don't do it, if we don't capture those things, man, they're gonna these things. What we what Andrew was saying is uh, like they become a stronghold, and they really do. These things yeah. become a stronghold in our lives, and and we can't allow them to take root. Thoughts are always going to come in. If you go, oh no, I'm having these thoughts we're always going to have thoughts. Welcome to the it's, club. Yeah, right? It's these arrows that that are going to... It's the arrows that fly by day. it's yeah. the, You know, And, oh, and, good. and uh, Psalm, 91. Psalm 91. But it's also... It's the Ephesians 6. Like, we have the shield of faith, so the hope is is that that those things... The, the arrows are going to still fly. It doesn't yeah. stop the arrows from flying, but right. there's a protection mm. in our faith in Him. When we stand firm in our faith, yeah. it actually protects us from those arrows that fly that's by so day. That's so good. Uh, and so... Yeah, let me, I want to take you back to, uh, before I forget here, I was in this uh, Tuesday morning, and uh, this is so good, I just, Exodus 17, where Mm -hmm. Moses, where there's a battle, and and he sends, uh, he tells Joshua, hey, you're going to go out and fight the battle, pick some men and fight a battle, and, uh, but it's actually up to Moses um, whether they win or lose the battle, and it's, It's Moses's position. It's his positional warfare. Uh, When he and what it says is, it says he takes the staff and he raises the staff and he raises it like this. And when he raises it up, they win. They're winning the battle. But when his hands come down, when he steps, when he comes out of position, Mm. uh, and it's that position with the Lord. When he comes out of the position, they start losing the battle. And, and if I'm Joshua, I'm like, you better keep your arms up, buddy, because I'm out there fighting. <laughs> but here's the point. Joshua wasn't the one that determined how, if they were going to win or lose the battle. Even though he's the one fighting with the sword, he's out there. He's not the one determining whether they win or lose the battle. Wow. It's the positional warfare wow. that Moses had. And when he, wrote, when he raised up his staff, that's when they won the battle. And there's this verse in... Uh, and um, 15 and 16 of of Exodus 17 that says this uh, this is they so they they won this battle because of Moses's position and he had the other part that's kind of cool is he didn't do it alone. Yeah. Sometimes nope. we're like yep. I got this it's me and God. Yep. And uh <laughs> sometimes it's me, God, and my wife and Marcus and yep. Andrew and and those around me that we have to do this together. We cannot fight these battles right. alone. So realize right. we're the body of Christ and we need each other, but ultimately, we need the Lord. We need to put our trust in our, and stand firm in the Lord um, with others coming around, uh, around us. But this is what happens is in verse 15, it says, Moses built an altar, and he called it, the Lord is my banner. Uh, and I, I love that. The other translation of it is in the Hebrew is actually, the Lord is my standard. Uh, and then he goes on to say this. He says, um, for hands were lifted up to the throne of the Lord. And so, and then it says, the Lord will be at war against the Amalekites from generation to generation. And that word the, um, it has a lot of meaning, actually. If you go back, it actually means, my God, the helper. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so it's my God, the helper, Lord Will be at war against the Amalekites from generation to generation. The Amalekites is just it, what we can look at. That is that's basically the warfare of the enemy that, yeah. that is constant. That's those arrows coming against us. The Amalekites are those those arrows that those they little pests. Hit, uh, the, Those pestilence, <laughs> the pestilence by night. It's the <laughs> it's the arrows by day and the pestilence by night. But so it's uh yeah. But it is that position of arms raised to the throne mm-hmm. of the Lord. Lift up your arms to the throne of the Lord, and that's what Moses was able to do, and in that, they won the battle. Mm -hmm. Um, The other scripture that ties right into that is in Isaiah 59, 19, uh, where where it says here, the Lord is my banner, or the Lord is my standard. Um, It says this, when the enemy shall come in like a flood, and this is in the King James Version, it says, the Spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against them. Yeah. And that's that. That's that banner, or the Lord being our banner or our yeah. standard, when we when the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord actually comes in a, like a standard right. against them, right. which is just so, so cool.
1: cool. So cool. Yeah. One thing that I just thought of in Isaiah fifty nine, like the Spirit of the Lord rising up within us. I want to encourage you to if you. Uh, have the gift of tongues if you have your prayer language spend time this week praying in the spirit yeah. and then being aware of the thoughts that are going through your mind about five minutes ten minutes into praying in the spirit the Lord I just find like there's a breakthrough that kind of comes in that five ten minute mark and I begin to hear more clearly or, or I'll think of a verse or a prayer will will, will be placed on my heart Um. Just back to this Exodus 17, I, I love this picture of, um, of Moses and Aaron and her and Joshua. I, I think it's that point that Mike made, that we need each other. That is so, uh, that can't be overemphasized. And I just want to give a personal testimony. In, in my life in this season, I have needed to pray with my wife more than... Like, we, we've upped our prayer time together, and it's been so sweet, but it's been so needed. It's it's a, yeah. hey, let's pray in the morning together, okay, let's... And hey, when we get home, let's spend a little bit of time. We're going on a lot of walks, you know, and we're prayer walking in our neighborhood, but but praying with my wife in the evening and calling her in the afternoon and praying with her, there's something about us coming together in this season, and and I can't do this alone, and she can't do it alone as well, and, and I just want to encourage you in that. Um, reach out to friends. Reach out to family. Reach out and say, hey, can we pray together for 15 minutes? Um, there's a verse, I love this verse, in Colossians chapter 4. It's about this guy named Epaphras, and in chapter 4, verse 12, Paul's describing Epaphras, and he, he's from Colossae. He, he is a Colossian. He's not with them, Uh, He's on another ministry assignment, but this is how Paul describes Epaphras in verse 12. He says, Epaphras, who is one of you, a servant of Christ Jesus, he greets you. He is always struggling or wrestling. Uh, Mm -hmm. That's the different word there. He's always struggling or wrestling on your behalf in prayers, and this is fun, so that you may stand mature and fully assured In all the will of God. And God answers prayers in this season, not just for us, but for other people. We can wrestle in the spirit that our children would stand in faith in this season. We can wrestle in the spirit that our friends would stand in faith in this season and be walking in all the will of God. And we can wrestle for our own lives. Lord, I wanna stand fully mature in this season. And accomplishing your will, doing your will, desiring your will. So we need each other, and we need to wrestle in prayer so that we can stand.
0: That's it. Yeah, all the time. It, and it's a constant wrestle. I think we were talking about it earlier, that word stand firm is also, in some of the other translations, it's to endure mm. or to establish. It's establishing our ways in the Lord. It's enduring uh, the difficult things with the Lord, and then it's that standing firm uh, in our faith. And so there's so many scriptures, I, I pulled up, I had 40, there's 47 verses in the NIV, when you look at the NIV translation, where it talks about standing firm. That's so good. But I, and I'm not going to go through all of them, but <laughs> but I, I think what I want us to see is that, that um, we stand firm in the Lord and He fights the battles. And sometimes we think that we have to actually get out there yeah. and just figure this out and fight these things, and it actually is to our detriment when we do that. Yeah. Uh, we're not—we're not created for that. We're actually created to stand firm in Him, and now it's in Christ that we stand firm. It's—it's it's Christ in us, the hope of glory. We have that ability now to stand in Him, in Christ and He's the one that's going to fight our battle. But but um, there's just... Uh, let me just say the Scripture in Luke 21, it says, in the NIV, I love this, it says, stand firm, and you will win life. Yeah, like, that's so good. That's so cool. Yeah. Like, you stand firm, you're going to win life. Mm-hmm. Um, there's another one, though, in in Isaiah 7, verse 9, it says the head of Epiphras is Samaria, the head of Samaria is only... Romalia's son, and it says, <laughs> skip that part. The next part, it says, if you do not stand firm in your faith, you will not stand at all. Hmm. So I think the other side of it is when we don't stand firm in the Lord, there is no ability actually to stand. Yeah, that's uh, cool. We can only stand when we stand firm in the Lord. And so I think as the body of Christ, we got to come alongside yep. each other. Spouses, if you are married, man, Pray with your spouse during yeah. this season. What I find is, uh, for me, my mind can start to swirl and get a little out of whack. Yeah. <laughs> but when I turn into when I turn it into prayer, um, it realigns my thoughts with That's the it. Father's That's thoughts. It. And so, if Christy and I, if we're not seeing eye to eye on something, instead of like trying to figure it out and work something out, we just say, well, "Let's just take it to the Lord." Yeah. And as soon as we begin to pray everything shifts. Mm. It's it's amazing. And so, and and I think that's that part of that standing firm in our faith in this season and in this time. Um, there's a scripture in 2 Corinthians 121, it says this, Now it is God who makes us and you stand firm in Christ. Amen. And, and it goes on to say, He anoints us uh, with the Spirit, like, that, there is a... But it, it's God who actually... And He doesn't make us, but He sets us to stand firm in Him. Yeah. If we allow Him, he will, he, will, uh, he will set us to a place where we can stand firm in Him, and it's that positional warfare. Then He'll fight our battles. So, Amen. yeah. Just one more scripture, and then we'll close we probably it. need to yeah. wrap it up a little we'll bit.
1: Well, let's let's pray into this at the end. Um, I love that verse in 2 Corinthians 1, God makes us, God or I even think God helps us, God strengthens me so I can stand firm in It's His grace in that Christ. Does that. It's yeah. grace, it's an empowering. And so when I don't feel strong, when I don't feel like I'm standing, it's the whispered prayer of God, would you release your grace, would you help me to stand yeah. firm in this season? We recognize our poverty of spirit, we recognize our, our dryness, and we say, Holy Spirit. Would you send those reins? Would mm-hmm. you, God, would you give me strength to stand? And I'm just going to tie that into Romans 15, verses four and five. Paul says this whatever was written in former days was written for our instruction, that through endurance or standing firm, we can probably use those interchangeably, through endurance and through the encouragement of the scriptures we might have hope so the scriptures they kind of they birth that hope inside of us they rene- it renews our hope it sets our our mind and our eyes on his throne above and and I'm preaching the choir here but and then it says verse 5 and may the god of endurance and encouragement grant you to live in such harmony with one another in accord with Christ Jesus and And the point I want to make here is, God is a God of endurance, and God is a God of encouragement in this season, and He is the one that releases that strength inside of us. It's that Colossians 1, we're strengthened with all might for endurance, it says, with joy, and we can actually have endurance in this season with joy. So that's the last thing I want to say. You
0: take us home, and then we'll pray. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, just in that scripture you just said about joy, I'm just going to read this. Uh, this is Philippians 4.1. It says, Therefore, my brothers and sisters, you whom I love and long for, my joy and my crown, mm-hmm. stand firm in the Lord wow. in this way, dear friends. And and that it's that pressing on. It Right before that, um, in uh, chapter 3, it just talks about pressing on uh, toward what's ahead. Yeah. It's about pressing into Jesus it's about mind on heavenly things yeah. it's really it comes down to that kind of Matthew 633 that we've been talking about of of just seek first the kingdom and his righteousness we just seek those things god takes care of everything else mm-hmm. um, but but he he says, look, I'm going to give you my kingdom to steward. Mm. You steward that well. You stand firm in that. I'll take care of you. Yes. I'll protect you. I'll guard you. I'll do all those things that you yes. need. So, Amen. let's uh let's just close in prayer here yeah. and and uh I just hope this is encouragement for you yeah. guys that thank God we know a God and have Christ on the inside of us mm. that we can actually stand firm in these times and we and the and and we don't allow the enemy to come in and just uh, uh, that battle in the mind where we begin to spin out of control. Um, So capture those thoughts. When those thoughts come in, it's that when you have faith in the Lord, um, it it actually shuts those thoughts down from actually taking a stronghold. We want our stronghold in the Lord. We want Him to be our stronghold. We stand firm in Him in His strength. Um, So... Shall we pray? pray. Uh, I just I feel like Hebrews 12, I know it doesn't necessarily have stand firm in there, but um, but I just want to go with this Hebrews 12, which says, therefore, since we're surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, mm-hmm. and I just feel like it's that like there are those that have gone before us, now we're gonna take hold of that baton and we're gonna yeah. we're gonna That's we're gonna good. stand firm in our time. Remember it's not about us, yeah. all about us. It's about our children it's about our children's children it's that Amen. it's that scripture about that the lord will fight for generations the yep. malachites from generation to generation that we're going to stand firm mm-hmm. for our for the future generations as well so mm-hmm. lord i just pray that yes. we would stand firm in this season that we would take that position of warfare where we take that staff and we raise our hands as to the throne of the lord in heaven and we say yes. god we put our trust we put our faith We put our hope in you and in you alone. And Lord, we thank you that no matter what difficulties we face, no matter what trials we face, we have a God that takes care of us, uh, that that loves us. And we say, we thank you, Lord, for who you are. We thank you that your love endures forever and your banner over us is love. We thank you for that love that that you have for us, and in that, that we would operate in that love, Lord. That we would we would throw off all the things that would that would hinder us, those yes. weights that would try to to uh, to hold us back, yes. the sin that so easily entangles. And Lord, that yes. this would be a time that we would run yes. with perseverance. It's that standing firm in Him. It's that going forth in perseverance, and, and that that in that. This is the race that's actually marked out, that's set mm-hmm. before us. There is a yes. there is a race that has been set before us. It's our time to run. Yes. It's our time, and I know it's <laughs> to run, to stand firm. It's the same thing. We're going to run to Him. We're going to stand firm in yes. Him and trust in Him, and we fix our eyes on Jesus, mm-hmm. who's the author and the perfecter of our faith. He's the yes. beginning and the end. He is everything. So Jesus, we just say we set our hearts upon I you, set we our set our eyes upon you in this season, and, and in that we stand firm in you. We put you on. We actually clothe ourselves with humility. We clothe ourselves with Christ. We, we say we have the mind of Christ, as it talks about in Philippians. Uh, Lord, I thank you that it, it is all about you, and in that, I thank you that we're more than conquerors yes, through Lord. Him who loves us yes, with that Lord. banner of love over us. So, Lord, we just glorify mm. you. We say, may you have the glory have the in glory. our lives. May you be glorified, be glorified in our lives. I pray your blessing yes. and your protection over every single person, Lord, yes, Lord. Mm. Uh, over, over every everyone in, at The Rock, mm. over those who are watching. Lord, may you strengthen us by the power of your Spirit that we can stand firm in this season. Mm. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Good stuff. Yeah. Hey, by the way, we just want to say we're going to be going into 72 hours of prayer, uh, mm-hmm. not just as the Rock, um, but as churches all around the state of Colorado. Where I think there's going to be over 100 churches engaged in this. We're going to be doing maybe one to two hours. I think. What are the what's the what are the times? We have Friday at noon
1: from noon to one. Okay, and, then and that's fr- this this Friday. That's this coming Friday. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah,
0: Friday <laughs> at noon, and then and then Friday at two and Friday at two from two to three. Okay. So. so we'll get we'll get more information out about that, yeah. uh, but uh, but this is part of that standing firm. This is yeah. what we're talking about praying yeah, together.
1: We were on the phone with fifty different ministry leaders on that first call. Was yeah. that something like that?
0: Fifty and there's calls actually going on right now with yeah. fifty more, and then fifty more, and wow. then fifty more. So uh, so this s- is a unique
1: opportunity to stand in unity during this time where we're all kind of like away from each other. Yeah, we could all be praying at the same time for seventy two hours with. I mean close to 120 150 different churches. ministry different churches. Yeah. And God's going to answer these prayers. This is going to be powerful. I I I want to encourage you just to take time, maybe Friday at noon, Friday at 2. Uh, we'll get the information out. You might want to go and jump into other prayer meetings that other churches are leading. I'm going to do a few. I want to pray with, hey, Upper Room's praying, hey, Encounter's yeah. praying, hey, Bridgeway's praying. I'm going to
0: jump in with Simon and pray on his prayer call. Yeah, so we're anyway. going to lead a few, but yeah, yeah, there's all the other ones, and, and I think we're going to have information out about each of them, yeah. What like and everyone gets to decide what they want to pray for. Yeah. Um, so there's going to be prayers for different things, and you can engage in any or all of them. You can pray for 72 hours if you want to pray for 72 <laughs> hours. Uh, but I would just say at least pray for one. Yeah. At, at least jump on one of them and be engaged in this as we see the body of Christ come together, probably in a way that we've never seen before uh, with so many churches in Colorado yep. actually p- praying. And it's it's uh, Denver Praise, uh, and it's Denver... P-R-A-Y-S dot org you can go I'm sorry dot com DenverPraise.com yeah Yeah, so you can check that out there as well so God bless you yes bless you guys we love you go in Him and stand firm